Hi, this is Devin, and welcome to the More of Devin Show. This is your podcast where I'll help you understand how to easily release body fat, how to stay consistent with your nutrition, and how to develop a successful mindset for weight loss in an effortless way. If your goal is to lose belly fat, tone up, lose weight, or take your nutrition and fitness to the next level, this is your one-stop shop for all your needs. In this show, I will be answering your questions and helping you through your journey. If you have any questions, there's a link below where you can submit. Enjoy. Remember what the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. What's good, my people? We got another episode of Axe Devin. This is the second edition. Um, last week we did, last Thursday was our first one, and here we are again. You know, I want to add value to you guys when it comes to your fitness, nutrition, mindset. And we're actually going to make a little change um, starting next, our next uh, time that we get on. Instead of it just being random questions, I'm going to have you guys ask questions, and then from there we'll have a day that's specific, specifically for nutrition a day that is specifically for fitness and then a day that's specifically for mindset. And then also going to start adding, um, having special guests that are experts at, in their fields as well as people who have diff- overcome different um, obstacles, you know, clients that I've had, just to, for you guys to get perspectives from many different viewpoints. So as always, we'll go ahead and get this going. And once everybody comes on, you guys can kind of just chime in and go from there. This will be recorded and posted on all my social media platforms. All right, guys. So our first question um, we have for today is how do you get your clients to change their mindset about weight loss versus fat loss and achieving optimal body composition? So that's a really good question. Um, so there's a big difference between weight loss and then fat loss. And most people don't really understand that. So, you know, some examples, you know, with weight loss, you can, you know, wrestlers and things of that nature, people who need to cut weight, they can lose weight by just, you know, losing water weight. Or, you know, a lot of times people will weigh themselves after they work out and say, oh, I lost three pounds or I'm four pounds down or whatever that may be. But that's something that's temporary and it's not going to actually change your body composition. As well as then the next level uh, when it comes to weight loss is let's just say you focus on your diet only and you don't do any kind of like activity then what can happen is, or you just do cardio, you'll lose muscle and body fat. And the issue with that, so let's just say you lost you know, six pounds of body fat, and then you also lost six pounds of muscle, you're gonna be the same body composition. You're not gonna have that look that you desire. So, you know what I'm saying? That is weight loss, and that's you know, 12 pounds you know, on the scale that you'll see, but that's also 12 pounds of muscle, which you don't want. So then the next level is fat loss which is what most people are looking to achieve. So when you lose fat, that means that you're being, trying to maintain as much muscle tissue as you can, which is gonna give you that shape, give you that tone look, and uh, the way that's gonna happen, you know, both of those, you gotta be in a caloric deficit, except when you lose water. You lose water, that's just, you know, something that's gonna be very, very temporary. But, um, you know, both of them, you need to be in a caloric deficit, but one of them, you're focusing on, you know, maintaining your muscle, and the way that's gonna happen is proper diet. So having your macronutrients in a proper place. So you gotta get the right amount of protein for your body, somewhere between you know, 0.8 to 1.5 grams of protein per pound, you know, depending on how much you weigh. And then, um, you know, but you know, having a coach or figuring out those details specifically to make sure that's happening like it needs to. And then from there, you gotta resistance train. And the, you know, the goal of resistance training, depending on you know, your level, of, you know, your level of, uh, of expertise with training and like how long you've been working out, is to either maintain the muscle that you have or maintain as much muscle as you can throughout that caloric deficit or possibly, you know, you can 
build muscle while losing body fat if you're, you know, untrained and haven't been working out for that long. So those are the differences between weight loss and fat loss. It's one of them, weight, weight loss can be water weight, which is very, very temporary, as well as you losing muscle and body fat and then not getting your composition where you want it to be. And then fat loss is the primary goal is to lose as much body fat as you can without losing you know, that much muscle mass or being able to maintain it or build it. So I hope that answers that question in a clear way. All right, so our next question, um, what's the best step to make to take when working to lose belly fat? So, you know, a lot of times, you know, people, that's the main thing, your indicator, you know, whether or not you're lean or if things are happening in the right perspective is, you know, way, the way your core looks, which is totally understandable. That's the main thing we're looking to, you know, change. But, you know, there's really no way to spot reduce body fat. And I have a lot of clients that, you know, um, you know, depending on your, your, your genetics, you know, you lose body fat in different areas. So some, some clients, they lose a lot of body fat in their legs really fast. Some clients, they lose their body fat, you know, in their back really fast. Um, you know, it just depends on your genetics. And then I have some clients that immediately, as soon as they start to diet, that belly fat starts to go down. But you can't really stop, spot reduce, but like I always talk about, you know, over and over, is you just gotta be in a caloric deficit. So you gotta be, you know, burning more calories than you're taking in. So that's gonna happen through, you know, you know, activity, resistance training, and then primarily making sure that your diet is where it needs to be. So if you wanna lose that belly fat, you just gotta, you know, be in a caloric deficit. And then, you know, from there, everything will start to work its way out, work itself out. That's the main thing that you gotta focus on. And then next we have, um, does having tight hamstrings affect glutes? What exercises can help with tight hamstrings? So definitely, uh, you know, uh, having tight hamstrings can affect your glutes and what that primarily comes down to is many times you can have inactive glutes and when your glutes are not active, then your hamstrings many times will take over. And then some other issues that come along with that with your hips kind of being connected to your glutes is having, being, having, an, anterior, having an anterior tilt and then that anterior tilt, so basically when, you know, your back is like in an arched position kind of like, you know, you're sticking your butt out. Um, so what happens with that, it, it changes the, you know, the direction of, the, of, your, of your hips and it can make it where your hamstrings get really tight. But it's a lot of issues that come about from that perspective. So, you know, if you have a sedentary job where you're sitting a lot and, um, you know, what can happen is your uh, hip flexors can get really tight and then that can create issues when it comes to having tight, tight hamstrings. And um, so, you know, loosening up your hip, your, your hip flexors as well as strengthening your hip flexors is a good way to get your, your hips in place where then your hamstrings can be in a, in a better position as well. And then another, in, in another aspect, whenever there's t <clears throat> tightness, a lot of times people think, you know, you need to stretch a lot. But really, tightness is many times is an indication of weakness. So, you know, you could have weak hamstrings, or you can have overactive hamstrings depending on what the issue is. So it's a lot of different way, reasons why your hamstrings can be tight as well as you possibly have an injury or your, your, your hips could be in balance. It just all depends. But most of the time, you know, when your hamstrings are tight, it's gonna, you know, if you can start working on getting your, your hip flexor stronger and then, you know, more mobile and then also um, strengthening your hamstrings and then, you know, getting your glutes to activate. And one of the ways that you can find out whether or not you have inactive glutes is if, like if you were to run and immediately your back takes over because your core is not strong, like your back takes over and, you know, you feel a lot of tension in your lower back as well as, um, you know, when you're working out, 
like you squat, if you're a squatter and your back arches, then that's showing that your, your, your glutes are not actually activating. And, um, you know, you got to get in a position where you can start to be able to activate your glutes. And there's a lot of reasons why that could be the case as well. So I hope that answers your question with that. Um, so then from there, our next question, should I disclose my medications to my trainer? So for that question, um, that's going to be, you know, your personal preference and the kind of relationship that you have with your trainer. Um, you know, a trainer is not a doctor, so, you know, the main thing is making sure your doctor understands what's going on and then you kind of consult your doctor from that position. But then depending on your relationship, you know, it can be useful for them to understand what's happening so then they can help you in a holistic way, but they shouldn't be, you know, offering you specific medical advice, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to trying to cure anything or anything of that nature because that's getting out of their realm. So that question is kind of up to you and relative to your specific circumstance. So I wouldn't be able to answer that 100% in the best and clear way. It'll be based off of your circumstances and, you know, the relationship you have with your trainer as well as, you know, what's happening with your doctor. Um, so then the next question, should I work out under stress? Um, so that's a really great question. So what that depends on is, you know, what type of stress is it? Are you physically stressed? Are you, you know, psychologically stressed? And then what kind of stress is that? So let's just say if working out and you're working out super hard, you're super focused on working out too much and you're like overboard with it, then maybe, you know, you should take a break and like kind of, you know, um, you know, get away from working out. Because some people can overtrain and work out too much and they're creating stress within their bodies where they're not recovering, they're not being able to heal. And if, that, if that's happening, you know what I'm saying, it's counterproductive to, you know, for the purpose of what workout, working out is for. But then on another level, you can be, you know, have, you know, people, a lot of people who are depressed or have like mental issues, working out actually helps them, you know, be able to, you know, get in a better mind space. Um, and then at the same time, you know, depending on if, you know, it's something that you need to work through within yourself and working out, it's not going to be able to help that. You know, it just all depends on what kind of stress you have. So like whether it's a psychological stress or actual physical stress, and then even with, you know, physical stress, stressor, stressors, um, you know, a lot of times, so let's just say a person has a, like a, a hurt back. Or some, or some kind of body part that's hurt, you know, like putting like getting a little blood flow and not working past what your ability is can actually help you be able to get back in the game faster. So um, it just all depends, you know, to the severity of that stress physically, you know, and psychologically. So then the next question, um, what are some simple things we can add to our daily routine outside the gym to see faster results? Um, so great question. A lot of times people get locked into thinking that they only can be in the gym, you know, on the treadmill and working out with weights. But, you know, one of the best things you can do is, you know, go walk. Do activities that are fun that don't seem like you're actually working out. Like if you like to, you know, play basketball, shoot hoops, you know, go, you know, ice skate or, uh, you know, skate, you know, skate outside. You know, things that are going to be enjoyable, like walking around with your family, you know what I mean? Like, you know, playing fr Frisbee, you know, going to the park and, you know, just hanging out, um, you know, just walking around. So, like, doing activities that don't feel like you have this deliberate goal that's specific to weight loss, you know, just being active and enjoying yourself from within, you know, adding that kind of stuff to your, you know, your routine would definitely help you be able to get faster and better results overall. And then um, next question. Is it good to have a cheat day? So that's a really good question as well. And for me, I don't really call, you know, whenever I allow my clients to, you know, have like a higher amount of food, I don't really call it a cheat day. I call it more of a, a free meal 
or, you know what I'm saying, it may be like a refeed day depending on what the circumstances are. Um, but, you know, some examples when, you know, a cheat day is actually needed. So let's just say you have really, really low body fat. You've been dieting really, really hard. Sometimes it's really good to allow your body to get some extra food and um, nourishment. Then it actually can help you be able to like break plateaus and, um, you know, get your body back in a position where you can continue to train at a higher rate and be able to push in a, in a more efficient way. And then another reason is, you know, let's just say a person has been dieting for a really long time or they have a tendency where it's just like getting boring and then they're going to like splurge in a way where they mess up their results. So let's just say, you know, if you know every week you have a free meal where you can, you know, have some kind of meal that you really enjoy, you don't have to keep track of it, it's not food that's on your meal plan, and you're able to mindfully you know, eat that food. Um, it'll allow you to kind of like psychologically break up that monotony of having to like, you know, stay so clear, so on track with your diet. So, um, you know, depending on what the circumstance is, you know, having those uh, free meals, AKA cheat days can be really beneficial to help you continue to make that long-term progress. So, um, you know, I think, you know, having a coach, you know, and having someone that can help you be able strategically, you know, plan those into your diet, they're really, really beneficial and it can help you continue to lose weight in a really efficient way. So, um, you know, a cheat day isn't bad, but, you know, in some sense, you got to be in a position where, you know, you're losing weight, you're making good progress. You don't want to just say to yourself, like, oh, five days out of the week or six days out of the week, you know, I stayed on top of my diet really, really well, so now I deserve to go eat whatever I want. And what can happen with that, to give you an example, let's just say if you've eaten, you know, in a caloric deficit the entire week, and then you go and have a cheat day or a cheat meal and you just overeat. And then what happens is then you can mess up your whole diet where then when you do your check-in and you know, weigh yourself, you've actually gained weight. And what a shame for that to like work so hard, train, do your cardio, you know, eat the right way for five whole days. So Monday through you know, Thursday, Monday through Friday, you stay on top of your diet. And then the weekend comes and you have a whole bunch of drinks, whole bunch of pizza and you just go crazy. You know, what's the point of that? But if you can strategically do that where, you know, you have a couple slices of pizza, you have a glass of wine, you know what I'm saying, something in a really strategic way, you can continue to make progress and still have those things that you enjoy that may be outside of, you know, the normal things that you eat when it comes to, like, specifically being able to lose weight in an efficient way and creating good habits. So, hope that answers your question. And then, um, so next question. Do you have any advice for people who struggle with sticking to their meal plan diet? So that's a really great question. So the way that I look at that is number one, you gotta get clear in, about what your why is. You need to have a definite purpose on why you're choosing the diet. Because if you don't know why you're doing it, it's hard to stick with something. But if, you have, if you're clear, you got a burning desire, and you, want to, you know that this is what you got to do and you're willing to put that work in and overcome those obstacles, overcome those times when you know, times get tough, you know what I'm saying, and you're, you can focus on, think about that why, then it'll push you to be able to get out your comfort zone. It'll push you to be able to stay on track with your diet. So the best thing that I can say, if you have a hard time you know, sticking to a diet unless it's a diet that you know, is not optimal for you, it doesn't correlate with what you enjoy when it comes to the types of foods that you like, um, you know what I'm saying? So I would say that's the number, that's the first thing is getting clear, figuring out what types of foods you enjoy, what kind of diet protocol you enjoy, you know, whether that's, you know, intermittent fasting, you know, keto, um, you know, counting macros, having a meal plan. So first getting clear about the type of 
nutritional plan that's going to work for you long term. But then from there, I would say, you know, if that's all clear and it's just an issue of you being able to like stick with it from a mental place, you got to find a definite purpose. You got to find you got to attach your goals to something that's bigger than you. You know what I'm saying? So whether, you know, some people do shows, some people, you know what I'm saying? It has to do with a life or death circumstance. They got some kind of health problem. Sometimes it can be to be to do with, you know, you know, they're trying to get a relationship. They want to find love. You know what I'm saying? And um, they they got to start loving themselves and take care taking care of themselves or, you know, whatever that reason is. I would say, you know, get clear within yourself instead of doing it for what other people want. Because other people are trying to convince you or you're trying to impress other people for the wrong reasons. You know, you may not stick with it. But if it's something that's deeply rooted within you, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 crazy. It's infinite how far you can go and what you can do and what you can achieve and like the circumstances that come about in your life. So I would say get real clear about your why and then that'll help you be able to stick to, you know, that game plan that you're trying to get to. So then next question. Um, how do you maintain a fitness mindset? So um, kind of similar to the other question, I think that, you know, number one, you got to like enjoy what you're doing. So, you know, a lot of times people look at fitness and just think, you know, specifically you got to lift weights or, you know, you got to lift in a particular way. You got to bodybuild. There's the bodybuilding world and there's the powerlifting world and there's, you know, shrimp training world, the CrossFit, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And people make jokes about each one of these different genres. But I would say you got to find something that you really enjoy, that you go into the gym and you're enthusiastic about doing it. You know what I'm saying? For whatever that reason is. Or maybe, like I said, you like to compete. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's something that you did back when you played sports. So I would say figure out something that you can do long term. And I can say that it's not going to always be, oh, I'm super hyped to go to the gym. You're going to have your days where you, you know, you feel you fall off or you don't feel like going to the gym. But once again, when you got your why attached to it, it'll get you up to make you do it. But then from there, it's got to be something that you like to do. So I would say, you know, figure out some kind of, you know, situation, whether you're working out with other people, training at a gym, you know, whatever your thing is, kind of try to focus on trying to figure that out. So experiment, do different types of things. And it's not about, you know what I'm saying, doing the most optimal workout. It's about doing a workout that you enjoy, that's getting you results that you can stick to long term. So that's what I would say when it comes to, you know, um, you know, finding that fitness mindset, you know, that's going to be the key to that. And then from there, you know, at the end of the day, anything that you begin at, when you first start something, most of the time it's not going to be easy. So you can't just be a quitter and like always starting and stopping, starting and stopping. Make a commitment to yourself. Stick with it. Because a lot of times, you know, I found clients where, you know, even with me, with my business, like if you train at Divine Transformations, we, you, you locked in for a duration of time where you just can't quit. Because a lot of times it's hard, you know, you don't feel like sticking with it you know as soon as you start something new your friend call you to say hey let's go out and have a drink let's do that let's, let's do this you know some kind of stressor comes into your life and then you find all these reasons not to stick with it when if you had to just stay with it and kept true to what you said that you wanted to be before you know it it's people who are they come into the gym they can't help but be in the gym 24 7 they love being in the gym all the time and many times these were my clients that you know, struggled to come to the gym initially or they fought to get there because they knew they paid for it so they had to stick with it. And, but, and they end up being some of my best clients. So I would say it's a combination of finding out what you enjoy and then, you know, at least give yourself a solid 
90 days of saying to yourself, I'm going to go to the gym at least two to three weeks, take it slow, and then kind of find out from there. And then from, as well as, like I said, experiment with different types of training to figure out what your thing is, and then from there, you'll be good to go. And then that's pretty much, that's the last question. So, um, you know, if, if you guys have any kind of questions in the comments that you want to ask real quick, you know, I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. Now, let's see. But yeah, so pretty much guys, you know, this fitness thing is just all about, you know, figuring, having a definite purpose. You got to get clear about what you're doing, what your why is. And then from there, you know what I'm saying, coming up with a game plan that's going to actually help you get those results. Because what a shame to like have a definite purpose, work super hard, but you're not doing the right stuff. You know what I mean? So what I would say is, you know, having wise counsel is one of the best things that you can have. So like find somebody that knows more than you and open yourself up to, to learning. And don't be afraid to ask questions. You know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to get out your comfort zone. And then from there, like I always say, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. All right, peace guys. I'll see you guys on Thursday. So go ahead and um, I'll have that link in the, uh, in the comments for you to ask questions. And then from moving forward, we're gonna have it real specific where we're gonna have like fitness, a fitness day, we're gonna have a nutrition day and a mindset day. And then if there are people who possibly want to get on the interview with me for whatever reason, you know, reach out to me. I love to talk to you guys. And I'm going to have a lot of, um, you know, people of expertise and individuals who have been able to overcome certain struggles that are similar to you guys to, you know, help you guys see that it's possible. Um, you know, like I said, the main thing is to bring value to you guys, to share the knowledge that I have and to help you guys grow and get to where you want to be. All right, you guys have a good rest of your day. All right, peace. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving with some great things that can help you with your fitness and nutrition goals. Now go out there and make it happen. Remember what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Until next time.